Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com. In the Northwoods of Wisconsin. I'm going to try starting to talk uh, like Dave in a nice deep voice, but I don't have the soothingness of your voice. Today. I don't either. Sorry, that was me just having some fun. Yeah. But Dave does a nighttime program where he actually does try to soothe you to sleep. I do. Which it's is kind called of nighttime. And nighttime. I started off by saying, Good, good evening. evening. <laughs> So if you want to be t- had somebody come to you and say good evening every night, just go over there. Relate365.com. There you go. Oh, I'm not you letting you be the dot com guy. I wanted guy. to try being the dot no, com guy. I'm the dot com guy. You can't be the dot com well, guy. Well, I'm the Relate365 guy then. I know. But well, then you took my my, 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 all right. my ammunition. All right, guilty. Hey, we were talking the last uh, younger, older program about the elephant in the room, some things that are just hard to talk yep, about. Yep, and if you missed that, head over to Relate365.com. And uh, you can, you can uh, go and check that out for you. There's a guy who's bitter. All right. <laughs> Here, here's what's interesting. I like some old writers. Most of the, my favorite writers are dead. They were around a long time ago. They seem to live in an era where they did a lot of thinking mm-hmm. and not a lot of entertaining. Yeah. And so they wrote down their thoughts. And V. Raymond Edmond, who used to be a president of Wheaton College, and if you go to Wheaton College today, that's the name of their chapel. Oh, okay. Is the Edmund Chapel, and gotcha. it's named after him. I think he's one of the most brilliant men that um, wrote down some devotionals. They're not published anymore, and, and so you can find them used somewhere. I found them used on my in-law's bookshelf, <laughs> and I used to get on there and take them. In fact, That's this funny. one that I'm reading called Just Why actually has my father-in-law's name in it, and it is signed by B. Raymond Edmund. Really? Yeah. So that's worth something, huh? Yeah, it's worth uh, 10 cents or something. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I might be the only guy that really thinks B. Raymond Edmund is a great writer. I have no idea. But he, he does write one of his devotional books. is called Why, and he just goes through and he asks, I mean, good questions that are asked in the Bible even. Yeah. Like, why does a Christian actually have hope mm-hmm. when somebody dies that they love and and can we really rejoice during that time period mm. or is that all a fake a- is that fake mm. you know what is it that we actually know yeah and uh, so i you know as i go through what he said i think yeah you know for one thing it's good to weep when somebody dies somebody leaves this world and you uh, don't really care, then you must not have had a very good relationship with them in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like churches today. Yeah, you, It's real easy for people to leave one church and go to another. Mm-hmm. And I would say they didn't have a good relationship with that first church in the first place. Yeah, Because relationships shouldn't be something that you can just turn on and turn off. Mm-hmm. If, it, if you can, then they're probably not very healthy in the first place. So one of the interesting factors is that every time a human being is born, we know that they will die. Yeah, That's not probably the first thought you have on the day they're born. Mm-hmm. And shouldn't be. I think that would be odd. That would be odd. However, we shouldn't act like they're not going to die. Mm-hmm. So as I'm saying with you, I know you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm going to die. I know your kids are going to die. Your wife is going to die. Your your mom and dad are still alive. Yep. They're going to die. You know, mm-hmm. and you might look at me and go, Phew, thanks for all that 
great energy. <laughs> Very uplifting yeah. this morning, Dave. <laughs> but in a way, it is. Yeah. Because here's what happens. When you live in reality, death, even though the timing probably will take you by surprise, even though you don't want it to happen, it will still be something that won't derail you because you've lived your whole life knowing it's going to be there. Yeah. Not only that, you realize that this life that we live, just looking at it from a realistic viewpoint, the life that we live is only a few years in comparison to forever. Mm. So it's it's really a snapshot. This, this physical life we live in is a snapshot. Mm -hmm. It's not the whole picture. Yeah. It's just a part of it very quickly. But there will be a forever. Yeah. So since we're all going to die and there's going to be a forever, if you prepare for what is inevitable, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about um, we live in the winter climate. We do live in a winter climate. So we are prepared for winter. Yep. In fact, uh, we had one of our students recently go out in a car and they weren't really prepared for the elements and it wasn't really good for them. Mm -mm. And I'm thankful they're, they seem to be okay and moving towards being healthy, but it still wasn't good. You need to be prepared. You go in a car, it's 20 below outside. There's, there's things you should do mm -hmm. because... The car, as our mechanic says, is a bucket of bolts. A bucket of bolts. That's what he keeps calling them. <laughs> it's like they're just a bucket of bolts. Yep. And and those bolts get cold and break and mm -hmm. do things. And if they do and it's 30 below out, you need to have something to be ready for that problem. Yeah. If you do, when that happens, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, tragic. It could be tragic to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we don't understand. Our world right now is so much wanting to live in the moment mm -hmm. that we forget what's coming so we don't prepare for it. Yeah. But it, we should. Mm -hmm. um, I'll never forget, there's a guy up here, uh, younger, and he was working at a house. And uh, before he got his house, you know, we had talked to him about, uh, you know, a budget and all that kind of stuff. And, and really, that's a good idea for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so he got his house. And then after he was there for a year, I asked him, you know, I forget what time. It was about this time of year. I said, so how's it going? He goes, oh, not so good. I'm kind of broke. And I said, why? What happened? Well, you know, taxes came due. I said, well, you knew that when you bought the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, yeah, I know. You didn't put anything away for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know they're coming. And you didn't put anything away for it. Therefore, here's what happens to you. You're under stress. Mm -hmm. Stress that you didn't need to be under. Right. Because you wouldn't look forward. Yeah. Now, I might suggest that for uh, life and death matters as well. I think that there's people when a loved one dies that, that go under stress that they really shouldn't be under. And I'm not talking about normal grieving. Mm -hmm. because there's no possible way that you should think that any relationship will not be painful. Mm -hmm. If you think that a relationship will not yield you pain in life, then you're not looking at it realistically. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean in a lot of different areas. Um, uh, when your children get sick, yeah, that's not something you jump up and down and rejoice about. I mean, you're, right. you're concerned about it. It bothers you. It, 
um, as you get older, your kids make decisions that just tear your heart out. Mm-hmm. You know, if they do. Okay, that's going to bother you because they're your children. Now, somebody else's kids today are making those same decisions, and it's not bothering you. Mm-hmm. You're not in relationship with them. Right. You're in relationship with yours. And I'll tell a young person, if they do ask me advice on it, don't, don't think that when you get married or you put yourself in a, in a relationship with somebody, don't think that that is because you're trying to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be very disappointed. Right. In fact, really healthy relationships, really healthy ones, will yield pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when the ultimate pain, I think, in a relationship uh, is when somebody dies. Mm-hmm. And you've loved this person their whole life, and you are now without them for the remainder of years. That's painful. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about pretending not to be pained. What I'm talking about is there's something that's really beyond the pain. Yeah. That makes the pain something that's sweet instead of sour. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people can understand that pain can be sweet. But the pain of two people that were faithful to each other, that loved each other, when one of them dies, that's a sweet pain. Mm-hmm. And the pain actually reminds them of the person that's no longer there. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's bad. It's not something that's evil. It's something that is actually a byproduct of love. Yeah. They love the person. So if you're trying to guard yourself, so if I came to you and, and, and you were trying to guard yourself from the pain of life, I would, I would warn you that you're also guarding yourself from loving. Mm. Yeah. And you will be sorry because the walls you're building up are going to stop people from getting too close to you because you're afraid of having those people not there one day. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to think about it, so it's a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, V. Raymond Edmund looks at that, and, and, and really he would say something like, can we ever get into our head the idea where God says, a blessed is the death, precious is the death of my saint, you know, mm-hmm. of a saint that dies mm-hmm. to God. When you think about that, what is God actually saying? Because in his word he says, he considers the death of one that he loves precious. Mm-hmm. So what's he saying? What do you think he's saying? I don't know. He's saying something very simple. When he was here, when Jesus was here, yeah, the disciples walked with him. Absolutely. Jesus was telling them, I'm leaving. And what did the disciples think? What are you talking about? Yeah, this isn't good. Yeah. You shouldn't go. Right. We like having you here. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the whole time, said, I came to die. Right. I'm going to die. It's a reality. Yeah. And, and after I die, I'm going to rise from the dead. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. No, don't leave. I, right. You don't get the picture. The you, bigger picture. Right. Yeah, there's a bigger picture here. So what God is doing is telling us there's a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I understand your pain because you're in relationship with this person. Right. Your pain is caused by sin. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to know that sin always causes pain. So God would be saying that. But he, but he would also be saying, I'm going to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fix it. You love this person. Well, one day, if this person is in my family, and if you're in my family, then one day you will not be separated again. Mm-hmm. And you won't go through this pain more than once. 
Yeah. Not not with that one person. Right. And so actually when somebody loses a loved one and they talk to me and they understand this principle, usually I'll end our conversation just looking at them saying, enjoy the pain. Mm. Why? It's a good pain. Mm -hmm. And because of your love. Now, l let's look at the opposite side of that. Let's say you were a young man, you came to me, and you, you uh, hated your father. Mm -hmm. And this is fictitious. I know you don't hate your father, so yeah. I'm not talking to you on this. But let's say you did. Mm -hmm. And all your life, I mean, your adult life, you've, you've spent time being bitter and angry and upset with him, and you, you just hated him. That's painful, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, you look at it, so here's your choice. You can love your father correctly and have pain, mm -hmm. or you can love him incorrectly and have pain. Yeah. So what am I offering you? Mm -hmm. It seems like nothing. Right. Except... There's a huge difference between good pain and bad pain. Absolutely. Huge. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand that. Mm -hmm. You don't run from pain. Right. You don't want bad pain because bad pain actually starts to dismantle and hurt everything else in your life. Mm -hmm. So so let's take it to a physical level. So um, let's say on my, I have arthritic hips. Mm -hmm. All right. So one of the things you do for arthritis is keep moving the joint. Mm -hmm. If I keep moving the joint, my joints keep moving. I mean, that's good. It's, it's not that big of it's a like you're greasing them. Yeah. However, it doesn't mean that I won't have pain there. Mm. As I exercise more, especially in the winter when I go across skiing, you know, try and go across country skiing every day. When you do that, your muscles get tired. Mm -hmm. They get sore. There's a certain soreness that comes if I press myself real hard. Every once in a while, my wife and I will go to another ski area, and instead of skiing our normal hour, we'll ski three hours. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm a little sore after yeah. that one. But it's a soreness that is building up my body. Mm -hmm. It isn't tearing it down. Um, I was trying to talk with the students about this yesterday, actually. Mm -hmm. um, one of the students looked at his watch and said, oh, my heart beats. He, he's sitting resting, and he said, oh, my heart beats over 100. And I, and I said, well, that's not the best heart rate for somebody your age. Mm -hmm. He goes, why? What should it be? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, you go talk to a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's what I do know. I know that, that the really top athletes, the people are in great shape, their heart rate is pretty slow. Mm-hmm. He said, well, how could that be? Don't they need a lot of blood? I said, well, yeah. But think about it. Your, your heart is either inefficient or efficient. Mm -hmm. And so if it's efficient, if, it, if on every pump it really pumps a good amount of blood, it doesn't have to pump as much mm -hmm. because it's efficient in how it pumps. If it's not efficient, well, then it's got to pump more. Yeah. And really it's kind of a, a circle of death here. Yeah, I mean, you, you keep doing nothing so your heart doesn't ever get the exercise it should it gets less and less efficient as you get older and then so one day it's not efficient at all you have a heart attack mm -hmm. kind of thing because it's out of shape so badly right now i know that all the doctors are going there's a whole lot better explanation than that i i get it <laughs> but it, it, for for what I'm trying to get the point across right. is you, you need to exercise, make yourself uncomfortable to the point where the pain that you have is a pain that is good for you, that builds you up. Mm -hmm. And emotionally, there's that too. Yeah. 
there's 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 pain in any growth experience so you don't run from it don't run from pain and i am so concerned for your generation jason that they've learned not to in not to have pain not no, to no matter what it. yeah the pain side is bad mm-hmm. but it isn't no. and so we have to look at it and say okay honesty is going to breed pain mm-hmm. so if you go to a funeral then of somebody who loves god mm-hmm. and uh, you realize that the family there is actually extremely sad extremely in pain but rejoicing mm-hmm. those two emotions believe it or not can coexist you yeah. don't have to kick one of them out right once again there's a flaw in our thinking as a culture you think i can't be satisfied content and happy and sad at the same time mm-hmm. yes you can believe it or not you can because you're sad in one sense that you're going to miss these people. You're happy in another sense where they're now no longer in pain, no longer you know, bound. I, example, again, my father-in-law died recently. And my wife was singing um, hymns to him while he died, and I was standing there talking to him, and, and we were able to watch him go into eternity. Mm. Um, we were very sad when he died. Yeah. We were also extremely happy, mm-hmm. and they coexisted. They were both, boom, both there. Yeah. The unhealthy person will try and minimize one. Mm. Let them exist. Yeah. You're, you're made that. You say, well, that they're conflicting. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Your your brain is going, oh, I'm really missing person, and immediately your brain says, yeah, but they're no longer suffering from Parkinson's. Right. Oh yeah, good. Oh yeah, but I won't be able to. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reconcile it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then I'll be like a yo-yo. Well, you don't have to go and you know one minute be ready to jump off a building, next day don't jump off the building. I mean, you don't have to do that either. You don't have to go to extremes. Yeah. But the bottom line is, don't try. A healthy people actually have a a good dose of reality that causes both of these energies to be there. Right. So don't fight them. Mm-hmm. Let them go. Mm-hmm. That alone helps people be healthy because they realize, I, I, it, think of this. If you had to kick out the sad thoughts, mm-hmm. but you can't, but you keep saying, I got to get away from these sad thoughts. Okay. What do you end up doing then? Yeah, what do you do? That's where alcohol abuse, drug, um, money, extra. Yeah, I mean, you start doing something so you can forget. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe you don't want to forget. Right. What if, though, what if the relationships in your life were you're that guy that came to me and your dad was estranged to you? Well, you're going to be in pain. It's going to be bad pain because your whole memory of him mm-hmm. was bad. Yeah. And it's going to be bad pain because your attitude is more, well, good, I'm glad he died. Okay. So you're in pain in a different way. Right. And that's a harmful pain. And that will continue to harm the rest of your life until you straighten that out. Mm-hmm. And and the only one that can straighten it out is you. You have to look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, some might say, well, I have no hope. My The loved one that died was not a believer. Mm-hmm. I have no hope. 
And I would think, you know what you need to do? You, you need to then use that as a motivation to love the people that are around you today. You, none of us can do anything about what happened yesterday. There's, there's not anything. I could, I could be upset. I can be angry. I can, I can be jubilant. It's not going to change anything that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. So for me to think in those terms and think that it will affect what went on, it's not going to. Yeah. But I can use any experience I've had up to this date mm-hmm. for something positive tomorrow. Yeah. And that's what I need to practice doing. And if I'm confused about death because someone in my family died, I need to go to someone who isn't confused about it. Mm-hmm. I need to go to someone who knows God, knows Jesus, knows the Bible, and ask them to help me understand where the hope comes from. And, and I really need to do that. And if, if you can't find somebody, I know you can go to Relate365.com. All right, I wow. let you do it. Thank you, Dave. And you go there, and, and there's a place where you can click on uh, uh, counseling advice or mm-hmm. whatever that might be there. Yeah. So you can, you can get help there. You can email us and we'll can see if we can get, find someone in your area, Absolutely. you know, whatever to help yeah. you. But if you're afraid of things, before you know it, you get paralyzed. Mm. Especially if you shouldn't be afraid of them, if you should just be educated but not afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, this pandemic that we've had, right. example A. Ex- example in your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about how fear is good and bad there. So, right. Is the disease real? Absolutely. Okay, so someone could get it. Yep. Many people have gotten it. Yep. Okay, and we won't go into all this. I mean, some people got it and died. Some people got it and didn't even know they had it. So it, mm-hmm. there's There's extremes. a wide spectrum, right. Nobody's denying that the disease is real. Right. Okay, what they do start arguing about is how we're supposed to live as a culture in the middle of a disease that's real. Mm-hmm. Here's what we know for sure. In order for you to get infected by the coronavirus, you're going to have to get the virus somehow in your system. Mm-hmm. All right, that we know for sure. That's the fact. Yep. Um, the mass thing, I don't know. You know, I mean, I think medical people agree and disagree. So you're going to have to talk to them. I talk to them, figure mm-hmm. out what you want to believe, because I'm not sure that the science is really good either way. Right, especially myself. with the practical aspect yeah. of yeah more more having to do with that than, right i mean if you're in a hospital you know how to wear a mask you know how to right that's a different story but the everyday day to life of yeah not sure putting on putting off and reusing a mask yeah changes the whole dynamic yeah. so i would suggest you talk to a doctor and you have that discussion with them and figure out what you think is right on that one but but i know the basic science of it the basic science is this if the germ doesn't get into me mm-hmm. i'm not going to get sick Mm-hmm. So then I have to ask myself, how does the germ get into me? Yeah, and I want to be realistic about it. What gets into me? If you cough in my face and you have it, mm-hmm. it gets in. I mean, so I can go through and say, okay, how do I minimize that? Well, one of the things we can do is wash our hands. Yep. So I'm going to wash my hands more with soap yep. and water for 20 seconds or yep. whatever it is. Um, also during camp, I mean during the summer here, we we understood that you got to move air around, mm-hmm. keep airflow going. So in the summer. All of our cabins, we had fans and windows, and we told them you have to keep the windows open. Mm-hmm. So all summer, we were circulating air through those buildings. We circulated air through all of our buildings mm-hmm. in the summer. We, we really had hand sanitizing places and soap available, and we circulated air. And honestly, 
we really didn't have any cases throughout the summer. Yeah. It wasn't because we were running in fear. It's because we feared the right thing. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other fears that have to play in there. You know, the fear of losing relationships and touch with people is equally as devastating. So we mm-hmm. have to figure out how can we keep in touch right. while addressing the real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also respecting people who disagree with us. I mean, if you came and said, I, I don't want my child to come to camp because, you know, they might get sick, I would say, well, then don't send them. Mm-hmm. I would not be mad at you. This is your choice. Yeah. And you need to do things in life that you're comfortable doing. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I know now the controversy, and we've talked about this a little bit, you know, should you get a vaccine? Shouldn't you get a vaccine? It's like, make a choice. It's up to you. Uh, you but do this, if, if you would. Make a choice. Don't make it out of fear. Make it out of what you think is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then live with the consequences. Yeah. And don't don't moan about the consequences then. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't get a vaccine and you do get sick and something tragic happens, the, you know, don't moan about that. That That's your choice. You're going to live with that. If you don't get one and you don't get sick, don't rub it in other people's faces because you don't know why you didn't get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's... It's important that we try and just live in a as honest way as we possibly can. And the honest truth today is I don't think anybody knows the truth. Mm-hmm. And I know that's from the other program, The Elephant in the Room. Nobody yeah. knows the truth because you're going to talk to somebody who says they for sure do. Right. Well, the guy around the corner doesn't agree with you. And mm-hmm. both of you have the same degrees or whatever. In essence... Do you think that we kind of choose what we want to believe? Yeah, sometimes. I think we do. Yeah. Don't do that with the Bible, though. Mm-hmm. The Bible says something. And if you don't know how to study the Bible, you should get into a place where you can learn how to study it. Mm-hmm. The number one um, concern you should have when you're reading the Bible is get it in context. You should understand there are two parts of the Bible. There's an Old Testament, New Testament, before Christ, after Christ. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible in its entirety. Understand the context of it. Now, if you say, well, that's a long book. I got it. You can listen to it mm-hmm. in its entirety. Yeah. You can read it. If, you, if you're if you not reading the whole thing yet, start in the New Testament. Just read it. Start in Matthew. Just read it through. Yeah. And then when people start talking, try and put it in the context of what is going on in their day. Just look at it and say, what is happening here? What is actually being said? And then you can respond to that. So what you're doing is saying there is a truth out there and I need to discover it. But the things that I don't know for sure are true, even though I believe them, Mm -hmm. I need to back off just a step from those. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not telling you you shouldn't go with what you believe in your gut or whatever. I'm just saying if I don't do what you do, Quit the hatred. Right. Let's not do that. Absolutely. And, and let's try and help each other the best we can, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But anyway, I think we've run out of time. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we've gotten to that point. But I encourage you, you know, I think it's it's a very thoughtful episode that we were able to have and something that, that's challenging. You know, we're called to have an eternal perspective, and I think sometimes that's easy to lose grasp of when we start doing life in, in the here and now. Um, but we really should make choices based on the fact that, that we are going to face eternity at some point. And so that could have a daily impact on the relationships around us, the people that we interact with, 
and the way that we love them. And so I encourage you to think about that in your own life. And if you missed part of the episode, I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com and check, uh, re-listen to it or even check out some of the other podcasts that we have. But for Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older, take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.